2: Irving
3: again! Kyrie in his own dimension!
2: Welcome in to NBA Pulse, a production of iHeartRadio and the NBA. I'm Sarah Kustak, NBA analyst for the Yes Network, and today is Monday, February 6th. Uh, we got some terrific de- guests on to uh, talk about some interesting news that broke yesterday. Senior writer for Sports Illustrated, Howard Beck, and senior writer for NBA.com, John Schumann. Howard, thanks for joining us. We we appreciate having you. Shoes normally just stuck with me myself.
3: <laughs> no, thanks for having me. Um, it, it, phenomenal planning by you guys, seeing the future, like asking me to do the show like 72 hours ago, somehow knowing that we would have major news to discuss on Well, so let's get job. into
2: it. We're, we're going to get into Shoes Power Rankings a little bit and and more so how this news affects those rankings, affects these teams at this point. We know the trade deadline is just three days away on February 9th, but after Kyrie Irving requested a trade from the Nets last Friday, um, it was reported that the Dallas Mavericks will send Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith, a unprotected 2029 first-round pick and second-round picks in 2027 and 2029, to the Brooklyn Nets for Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris. Um so, Shu, I'm, I'm going to start with you. What was what was your first reaction when you heard this news and heard that this trade uh, was going to go through?
4: Uh, I was surprised at how, how much the Nets were able to get in return in in getting two useful players plus some a little bit of draft capital. I mean, Howard and I were at the at the the Nets Wizards game uh, on Friday, and we were discussing this. You know, this is after the the trade request. And my thought was like, man, the the, the best thing the Nets, the the best scenario for the Nets might be if they just hold on to Kyrie Irving, mostly because I didn't think they were going to get anything or get much of use um, in return in in, in any kind of trade. And so they get uh, a quality defender and Dorian Finney Smith. They get uh, a point guard to replace Irving and Spencer Dinwiddie, and, and I think it's especially important because with Irving out the door, they have basically nobody um, who can go north-south with the ball, and Dinwiddie is that guy who can do that, um, You know, not as skilled and, and doesn't as finish as well, but at least will we'll be able to get into the paint. Um, and then they got some draft capital that they can maybe use for 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 more trades going going forward, whether it be this week or or in the summer or whatever.
2: Howard, what about you? When you first heard this news, I'm sure nothing. I know I know you've been ar- been around this Brooklyn team for quite some time, uh, for better or worse, but uh, not much is surprising, I think anymore.
3: Um, I was the the biggest surprise to me. There were two surprises. Shoe hit on one of them that they actually got really good value back. While under duress and with Kyrie probably at the lowest point in terms of his market value of his entire career, so there's the payoff. But there's also how quickly this came together. Uh, I did not expect this to happen on a Sunday afternoon, less than or about 48 hours after the trade demand first came. I thought Sean Marks might slow walk this a little bit or or need to. I thought he might need to do as much as he could to like blow as much smoke out there into the marketplace to, to get the offers up. I even think there was some misdirection in, in some of the, the stuff that was floated out there over the last couple of days, but I'm just speculating on that. Um, I, I, I am impressed at what they got. I, w- I did a story back in November in which I had talked to some GMs about, well, what, would, what could the Nets get for Kyrie right now? And this is in the wake of Kyrie's controversy at that time and and rival executives were not all that enamored of Kyrie Irving or his trade value at that time and it maybe it improved a little bit i mean he's had played some great basketball but everybody always knew he could play great basketball the problem is availability and reliability and for the nets to get as john said like one of the better 3 and D guys in the league in Dorian Finney-Smith Spencer Dinwiddie who we know can do a few things with the ball in his hands who's shooting a career best 40% from three right now who obviously has familiarity with the Nets organization and with some of the guys on this team, um, and draft capital. And and because this came together faster than I could have anticipated personally, um, Sean Marks has several days left here to try to make further deals. And I'll I'll leave uh wrap up on this note. To me, what that trade indicated above all else is that they are not cashing out on this era entirely. They still want to try to win with Kevin Durant. They could have gone for a more draft capital heavy deal instead of players, but by going for players, veterans, who can help right now in Dinwiddie and Fitty Smith, it's a clear, clear indication that they are doing their absolute best to keep building around Kevin Durant and convince him to stay even without his friend slash co-star Kyrie Irving.
2: Yeah, and then Howard, with that being said, um, I'm interested In what you both think the impact on these teams are. Let's take a quick look at uh, Shoe's power rankings for this week. Boston is in the number one spot, up from number two. Denver in the number two spot, up from number three. The Milwaukee Bucks in the third spot, up from number four. It's Philly that drops from that top spot down to four. Cleveland at five. Brooklyn is at six. Dallas will drop down, sits at, at 15. These are all rankings based on the current construction um, of the rosters and how the teams have played. But when you look forward, you look at Kyrie Irving joining Luka in this Dallas team playing for Jason Kidd, a, a player and point guard and someone that he idolized growing up. And it has said that a relationship, of course, with Nico Harrison. Um, what do you, Howard, think the impact this has on what Dallas can do?
3: Well, this is the funny thing, Sarah, because in general, in this league, if you're the team that got the best player in the deal, especially a guy who's a multiple time all star, usually that's the team we focus on and the team that we say won the deal and clearly, wow, you know, look, look, they finally got their co-star for fill in the blank. I think in this case, I feel much more confident in what the Nets have accomplished here and what it means for them than I do for the Mavericks. One, Luca's never had a player of this caliber next to him, right? Like Jalen Brunson could do a lot with the ball in his hands when he was there, but He's not Kyrie Irving. Um, also, Kyrie Irving expects the ball in his hands and and to get a lot of, of share of the offense. I don't know how this will go. Um, Luka certainly needs the help, and they definitely needed another you know offensive creator there to alleviate some of the burden on Luka, um, to make sure the offense doesn't fall off a cliff when Luka's not on the court, uh, to keep him fresh, to make sure that when they get to the postseason, he, he still has legs under him. So like uh, in the abstract it looks like the right kind of move but Kyrie Irving is unique and presents unique challenges to teams that he's on and I you know whether it's the basketball fit personalities um sharing the offense all that I think there's a lot up in the air and then the second part of that is they just traded probably their best perimeter defender <laughs>
4: yeah that's what um, i was gonna say like here's yeah. a little a little trivia for you on which end of the floor do the do the mavs rank in the bottom 10 this season having seen the third biggest drop off from last season
2: yeah the defensive defense end.
4: yeah and now who are their three best players luka Doncic, Kyrie irving and christian wood i guess that's not exactly a a, a defensive trio um they just traded their best well one of their two best defenders um out the door. Um, and so now uh, this is just like a, a, a thought that comes to my head is, man, they really need Maxi Kleber to be, be and stay healthy um, whenever he comes back from his hamstring injury um, because otherwise they just don't have much defense at all. Um, they, they rank in the top 10 offensively. Obviously, they're, they're going to become a much better deep offensive team with Irving. Um, and Doncic together and, you know, apart also. Crowd rising to its feet, Irving, you bet! Kyrie with the silencer! But it's kind of funny that, you know, the drop-off has been on defense this season from last season, and they just downgraded defensively. Um, so it's uh, obviously, you know, you need talent first of all, and you can sort of build defense around that talent um, slowly and, and surely. But it, it's kind of interesting how, how it sort of works out that way.
2: Dallas still sitting six in the Western Conference. Um, and speaking of the Western Conference, another team that thought they might have had a chance and wanted to bring in Kyrie Irving was the Los Angeles Lakers currently in 13th Um Shu, what does this mean for the Lakers? And again, I know we still have a couple days before uh before the trade deadline, but w- what does this mean for this Lakers team and LeBron?
4: I think they just get more desperate. Um and you know, I think they take those two first round picks that they have and they aggressively shop them, I imagine. Um you know, I mean they're they're so far behind at this point, it, even if they were to get uh, a serious upgrade, you have to wonder if it's worth it this season. Um, but you know, time is ticking. LeBron has sort of, uh, kept the pressure on. And, uh, I think, um, you know, they are going to hear a lot of chatter about the Lakers in the next few days and making a deal is obviously easier said than done. Um, but you know, they do have a couple of assets that should be, um, pretty, uh, coveted around the league given, that LeBron is going to not be a laker in a few years and and those picks could could be really valuable
2: yeah um, Beck with with eyes on the Lakers I think a lot of people have in, in what those picks look like uh, going back to the nets with this trade again we mentioned those two players but they also pick up the the 2029 20, unprotected first round pick and two second round picks um, do you think the Nets have more moves in them that they will make before the deadline?
3: I think they're clearly going to try. They also have some future draft capital from the Sixers, uh, from the Harden-Simmons swap. Uh, I think they even have some of their own, like obviously the Nets give up a lot of the control of their own picks in the Harden acquisition, but they have a little bit to play with there too. So they also have a surplus of rotation guys now too. Like the, the Nets on paper right now are really deep and they can't use all these guys and they clearly, clearly are all in for this season. I think the other subtle thing that this trade suggested is that Kevin Durant is expected to be healthy and back to playing at an MVP level. Right? You don't go all in if you don't think he's going to stay or want to stay, uh, if he's going to ask for a trade again. And you don't go all in uh, in, a, in a deal that's for, about the present if you don't think he's going to be able to play at a high level again the way he was before he went down a month ago. So this is all a vote of confidence in their ability to contend this season. I still think that they're a, a notch behind Boston and Milwaukee, but what do I know? Um, and I think that you know to the extent that there are still any potential deficiencies in the rotation – They've got time now to to make another deal. The problem for the Nets, as with everybody else, is we don't really know that there are that many sellers right now. Well, the the, the truth will be, will come soon. We will we will know finally soon if Toronto or Chicago or any of these other teams that are kind of stuck in the uh, the mediocre middle are going to pivot and become sellers. But the Nets are in a very good position right now to make another deal to fortify that that team around KD.
2: All right, we're going to take a quick break, um, but after that, we will get into some more potential trade deadline moves. Don't go anywhere.
0: Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours.
1: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick six not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick six states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick six dot dot com slash promos.
5: Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer.
2: Welcome back to NBA Pulse, Sarah Kustock, joined by the best of the best, John Schumann, Howard Beck, uh, appreciate you both being here. We are a couple days away now from that February 9th trade deadline. Of course, the big news uh, that came yesterday, Brooklyn Nets trading Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris to the Dallas Mavericks for Spencer Dinwiddie, Doreen Finney-Smith and a first round and a couple of second round picks. Um but it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of days with some other teams. Uh, Howard, what, what teams do you look at? Who are you still eyeing? Uh, what moves do you think could possibly be made here in the next couple days uh,
3: to help fortify some of these teams? Well, we've touched on one of them. I mean, the Lakers obviously. All eyes, I think, are on the Lakers. Um, LeBron James not known for being patient, nor should he be at this stage. By the way, he's thirty-eight and in year twenty. Last I checked, I believe uh, that's the stat. Um, and he's playing like, if, if you want to say he's playing at an all M- uh, at an MVP level, he's playing at a minimum at an All NBA level. And Anthony Davis, uh, when healthy, has been playing at an All NBA level. And you know, look, we know what what the deal is there. They just don't have enough talent around them. They have those two future picks. They have Russell Westbrook's contract. They've been loath to part with those future picks because they fear falling off a cliff once LeBron retires and those are the tickets to their future. But when you have LeBron James, you can't think about the future. There's only now. And, you know, Rob Palenka and and that front office are clearly under a lot of pressure right now to to make a move. Now, will it involve both picks? Will it involve one of the picks? Will it even involve Russell Westbrook or will they find a way to cobble together other contracts to make a deal? I, I don't know what the ultimate return will be or the deal will be, but I would be shocked beyond belief if the Lakers don't do something by Thursday to show LeBron a little effort and to show their fans some good faith that they are still trying to salvage this season. Now they're still under 500 and there's still no guarantee they even make the playoffs or the play in. But when healthy LeBron and Anthony Davis are potentially the best one 2 punch in the NBA, they need help. And uh, I would be again, shocked if the Lakers don't do something by Thursday. I have no predictions as to what that is, mm-hmm. but I think they'll do something.
2: Shu, what about you? W- what teams and or players are you keeping an eye on?
4: I think Toronto, from a seller's perspective, is the most interesting. Um, You know, they have Fred Van Vliet, who will probably um, decline his player option this summer and become a free agent. Um, Do they want to keep paying him um, beyond this year for whatever salary he's going to command? They have OG Ananobi, who has some overlap with both Pascal Siakam and Scotty Barnes in, in regards to skills and that's probably the the of those three guys the one that creates that that will that will create the least offense i guess um and so it's a matter of you know what kind of assets could they get back in in exchange for either one of those guys you know it was two years ago where we all thought they were trading kyle lowry at the deadline um and they never did. I mean, Kyle Lowry said his goodbyes to everybody, said his goodbyes to Toronto the the night before the deadline and and basically never got traded. And it's not like the the Raptors ended up keeping him beyond that season, right? Like they they sent him away in a sign and trade the following summer, but they just didn't get the deal they wanted for him at that deadline. I'm sure they were willing to trade him. They just didn't get the deal they wanted and I guess, I assume Masai Ujiri played hardball at that point. And then now he can use that as an example for any potential buyers this, this uh, year because he say, hey, you know, if you don't give me what I want, I just won't trade those guys. And I did it two years ago and I'll do it again, basically. Um, and, but, you know, there are teams. Memphis is one example. The Lakers are obviously another um, that have the assets to, to really make a, a, a strong play for those two guys or one of the two. Um, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, what does, uh, Masai Ujiri think of about those two guys and their future in Toronto? Um, I think it's clear right now that the Raptors aren't doing anything this year beyond maybe the eight seed at best. Um, so that's, that's an obvious seller with two players that can make an impact somewhere. Um, and it's just a matter of whether a deal can get done
2: fun time of year in the nba for some um i know you guys got a lot of work to get into so we certainly appreciate Shu and howard your time for uh for joining us here this morning thanks for having me and on wednesday we will be back steve ashburner will join me with the latest news in the nba nba pulse with sarah kustak is a production of the nba and iHeartRadio. please rate review and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
6: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick